Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, hey, everybody, it's Pastor Stephen here, and I uh, just wanted to bring a message to you, a short devotional or a Bible study, whatever you want to call it, but it's something that's been weighing heavy on my heart for a while, and uh, we actually started talking about this in our most recent Wednesday night Bible study at our church, and uh, I'm the lead pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. I know that several other people might watch this that aren't associated with us, but one of the things that has bothered me greatly lately is false doctrine, false teaching, false uh, gospel, right? And uh, we see people all over America. Now they're more concerned about health and wealth and prosperity than they are the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And here's why that's a problem. Because Jesus did not come to die so that those that would believe in him would have not only eternal life, but the temporal life they have on earth would be uh, richly blessed monetarily and by material things, right? That isn't why Jesus came to die. As a matter of fact, we see in Scripture that uh, those that desire to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. It doesn't say that they might be persecuted. It doesn't say that they, uh, they run the risk of being persecuted. Anyone that desires to live a godly life in Christ will be persecuted. And not only that, uh, the Bible teaches that we should share or will share in Christ's suffering. So those that are true believers will suffer for Christ and with Christ because he suffered for us. Therefore, we will suffer as believers. See, there's this false teaching and this false doctrine out there today that says that you uh, need to be healthy, wealthy, and prosperous. And there are many people that are proclaiming these things in churches all over America. Now, what's more troublesome for me is that it's not just uh, some place up in the northwest or northeast or southwest or some far southeastern corner of the United States. I see this in our own city here in Jonesboro, Arkansas. I see men on Facebook. I see men uh, that are getting into pulpits and they're preaching a word of faith, false gospel, and it is not the real gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul says in Galatians chapter 1 that if anybody preaches a different gospel, let that person be accursed. Now, I know that to our uh, ears and to our hearts here in America, that sounds like strong language, right? So I uh, just say I got up in the pulpit on Sunday and I said, if anybody teaches a false gospel in Sunday school or have taught a false gospel in Sunday school, then may a curse be put on you, right? That's not going to be very popular in pulpits all across the world. But that is what the Bible clearly says, that anybody that teaches a false gospel must have must be accursed. Right. You can see it in Galatians chapter one, it's right there, right out of the gate that false gospels and false doctrines and false theologies are everywhere. And there are people in your backyard that are teaching these wrong things about God and about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, one of the biggest pushes for me to really see this in uh, our society today, and I've kind of seen it, been a part of it, not not been a part of it in a sense of I've been immersed in like this heretical garbage that's being pushed out onto people, but there was a time in my life where I thought I could just proclaim that I'm not going to be sick, I'm not going to get sick, 
And that was just how I was not going to get the flu. I wasn't going to even get a cold because I could name it and claim it in the name of Jesus. But quickly did I go to the word of God and I found that wasn't in there. And my theology was being shaped back then. And now I see this type of uh, theology and this type of false doctrine even more and more. And one of the biggest pushes that's gotten this out over the past year or so is this documentary called The American Gospel. And... Um, and that's a, it's a, if you haven't seen it, it's about two hours and 20 minutes long, and it's worth every minute that you watch it. In this documentary, they expose some of the greater name people that are preaching, and I put these preaching, uh, they expose some of these men and, and even women that are just, uh, it's heretical, it's garbage, it's just for your money, it's just for the offering, the seed that you can sow into their ministry while they're living large. As a matter of fact, one of the greatest parts in this film or this documentary is uh, Benny Hinn's nephew. Now, many of us may know Benny Hinn, uh, white suit, uh, bodies falling all over the floor, right? Uh, we, we've seen Benny Hinn, I'm sure, his faith healer. Well, his nephew was saved, and, and out of that lifestyle, out of that kind of trash that was uh, going on around him, and still goes on today, and we see Benny Hinn still on TV today pushing his false gospel and making... Uh, millions of dollars doing it. So uh, Benny Benny Hinn's nephew, Costi Hinn, uh, he came out of this and he is on this documentary and he really tells what happens on that stage and what's going on. And then there's other men and women that are teaching just wrong things. And unfortunately, it happens in our own cities, whether you live in Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, uh, Virginia. If you're in the Philippines right now, you're probably getting some, you probably see some of this garbage coming out of America into other countries and other countries are saying, we don't want this. It's not real. It's not right. So we don't want what you're uh, throwing out here because it's heretical, false gospel, and may it be accursed, right? And so it's really bothering me. And that's a good thing. We should be bothered by false gospel and false doctrines and things like that because the true word of God teaches us what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. But before I tell you what the true gospel of Jesus Christ is, I want to tell you why in scripture that we should call out these false prophets and these false gospels and these false doctrines. And uh, the Bible clearly says that they must be revealed. But uh, I you just have to know the gospel because some of these people are going to make it sound like just enough Bible to get you kind of brought in and get you hooked so that then you can just kind of bite it and then take off down this uh, word of faith movement prosperity gospel uh, train that they're going to put you on. So it's important that we listen to everything that we hear carefully that we take it and align it with the scriptures. Now, if you don't study the Bible, you can clearly get caught up in uh, the wrong things when it comes to the church, when it comes to the Bible. That's why it is important that we know and study the Word of God because it is truth. Now, in 2 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 1, it says, But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Now there's, right there, many false teachers will come. They're already among us, bringing this false doctrine and destructive heresies that the Bible talks about. 
that will bring upon themselves swift destruction. And not only those that are, are bringing this destruction upon themselves, but they're teaching it to other well-meaning people who have been sucked into it. And maybe they don't know it yet, but they're going to receive destruction themselves. Because let me be clear. False gospels, false doctrines, word of faith, prosperity gospel is not the gospel of the Bible. So if you're following this, you may want to check your heart because you may not be a true Christian. Because a true Christian will be convicted and understand the difference in a life of prosperity and a life spent uh, suffering for Christ and with Christ. So check your heart if you're not because here is the sad reality as we keep going. Verse 2, And many will follow their sensuality. And because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. So here's the thing. They are going to bring these nice words, these things that are going to make you uh, feel great about yourself, about your life. But in the end, they're going to leave you empty. So if you are caught up in this false uh, prosperity, word of faith type doctrine and theology, I beg you to come out of that. I beg you to reach out to a Bible-believing church that loves Jesus and knows the true gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you don't know the true gospel of Jesus Christ, here it is. Really quickly. It shouldn't be hard. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Philippians chapter 2 does a beautiful job of this. Emptied himself, not of his deity, but he humbled himself and he came to this earth in the form of a servant, right? He came to this earth in the form of a man. So here we have a man that is fully and truly God and fully and truly man. So this man came to this earth because we are all sinful people. We all do things that are uh, in direct opposition to the word of God. We, are, we do things that the Lord detests and he actually hates. So we are sinners. The Bible teaches there are no good people. Now, when the Bible says there is no one that is good, there's no one that does good, it doesn't mean that you may not do good things for people. It may not, that doesn't mean that you're uh, overall a pretty good person. But what it means is everything about you is fallen. You are sinful and you need a savior. And that savior is Jesus Christ. The one humbly to this earth to die for the sins of man. And the Bible teaches that he grew up and was tempted and suffered. And then he was captured. He was beaten. He was uh, had his beard plucked out. He had a crown of thorns put on his head. He was um, taken to a whipping post and, and beaten because he claimed to be God. Right, And he was God, but he remained silent because he knew that he had to be the sacrifice for our sins so that we could be made right with God. So he went to the whipping post and he carried a cross up onto this hill, this mountain, this uh, place of the skull called Golgotha, this, uh, where this cross was stuck into the ground and he was nailed to it. And he was murdered on that cross and he died. And they put him in a borrowed tomb. And three days later, he arose again. Why did he arise? Because he's God. And he came to save you. So he arose again. And then right now, he is seated at the right hand of God. And the Bible teaches us that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. With the heart, one believes and is justified. 
That word justified is huge. It means not guilty. It means that when we put our faith in Christ and Christ alone, we repent of our sins, right? We change our thinking and we change our lifestyle to turn from sin. And we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. Then we have been justified in that moment because we have been given a gift of faith to trust in Jesus Christ. And our heart of stone turns into a heart of flesh. And we are able to believe that that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is the son of God, that he did die for our sins to come and die for our sins and make us right with God for those that would believe in him. So as we believe in Jesus Christ as our savior, the Bible says we are declared not guilty from all past, present, and future sin. Now, does that mean we will stop sinning? Absolutely not. We're still in the flesh. We're still in this fallen world. We're going to sin. But this process called sanctification that is a result of the Holy Spirit at work inside the life of a believer will make us more like Christ as we go through this world. And to do that, we have to suffer. We have to go through trials and temptations. The Bible is full of it. James chapter 1 teaches us that uh, we should consider it a joy when we go through these trials and tribulations and these temptations and all of these things because every time we go through this suffering, it makes us more and more like Christ. And that is the result of the Holy Spirit at work in us as believers in Christ. So when we become a believer in Christ, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within us. So in essence, we have God within us that uh, convicts us of sin now, that uh, uh, teaches us and, and comforts us and helps us in all of these situations that we find ourselves in, even when we're suffering, which is going to happen in the life of a believer. The Bible says, believe that. He is Lord. He is the Son of God in your heart, and you will be justified, declared not guilty, and confess with your mouth. With the confession comes salvation. So if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess that with your mouth, then you will be saved. So what are we being saved from? Well, we're being saved from death. We're, we're being saved from sin and death, right? Because all of those that do not put their faith in Jesus Christ will receive the judgment of God in the form of eternal punishment in hell. Now that is a that's a judgment, that is a punishment that he is just in doing because he is God, he is in control, he has created all of these things including you and I. So if we never put our faith in Jesus Christ and we die unbelieving and unrepentant, we will receive the full wrath of God in the form of judgment which is eternal punishment in hell. Now, those that keep living this lifestyle of health and wealth and you just name it and claim it and God's going to do everything as long as you have faith and he's going to heal everybody as long as they have faith. That is nowhere to be found in the Bible. Does God want to heal? Absolutely. And it's God that heals, not man. Nothing that we can do can heal anyone. If he so chooses, he can miraculously heal anyone that he wants to. So healings still exist, but not in the form of a man, not to muster up all this great, amazing faith and you will be healed immediately. There's so much uh, stuff out there nowadays that looks good, that sounds good, but it leaves you empty. You give all your money to these organizations and to these TV preachers, and then at the end of the day, they're telling you that you're going to be rich, you're going to have cars, you're going to have suits, you're going to have everything you ever wanted, but at the end of the day, you're still going to be left without all those things and broke. Now, is money wrong? Is having money wrong? Is having things wrong? 
Absolutely not. So long as we are not making those things God or we are worship, worshiping them as idols. So having things is not bad at all. Having money is not bad. But when we make the gospel about those things, about just having money and wealth and prosperity and health, then we have diluted the holiness of God and the word of God. We have made it a lie. We've said we've made it to be false because this is the true word of God. Everything that is in it is the truth. Now, some of you may experience health issues. Some of you may experience poverty. Some of you may experience a perfect bill of health your whole life. Some of you may experience uh, riches in your life. And that is just the way God works things out for the life of each person. But at the end of the day, all that's going to matter is what you did with Jesus Christ. Did you repent? And that word repent simply means to change your mind, change your actions, to turn from a life of sin. Ask forgiveness and then put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Because we need a Savior. Because without Jesus Christ... We are not right with God. We do not have a right relationship with God. So praise God for sending his one and only son, Jesus, to this earth to die a death that we deserved. So if you hear false teaching, false gospels, please go to the word. Line it up with the word. Even if you have to call it out. Even if you have to call it out in your own city, even if you have to go there or go talk to this person and tell them that the gospel they're teaching is wrong, do that because it's important because many people will be deceitfully brought into this and left with nothing. So I know that may have been a little long today, but I want you to know the true God of the Bible and I want you to know the true Savior of the Bible, which is Jesus Christ. So how do you get saved? I'm going to end with this. You don't have to pray a sinner's prayer. I grew up in the Baptist church. I'm a Baptist preacher. Nowhere in the Bible is a sinner's prayer. Nowhere in the Bible says you have to repeat after a pastor, repeat a prayer after somebody else. Nowhere is that. All that is in the Bible is repent and believe. So if you change your mind, change your heart, repentance and belief in Jesus Christ, the Bible says you'll be saved. So you can ask forgiveness for your sins right where you sit and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ right now. And the Bible says you will be saved. If that's you, I don't know, maybe you get, just got saved the first time. Here, Maybe you just heard the gospel for the first time. Maybe you just heard the real gospel uh, for the hundredth time in your life, but you've never uh, truly been saved. You just kind of did this, yeah, external salvation, right? But uh, regeneration, a heart change happens from the Holy Spirit within. So repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and you will be saved. So if that's you, uh, send me a message, Facebook message or whatever. Uh, but but do, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you watch this whole video, I'd love for you to comment underneath it just to hear your thoughts on false teachings. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you have any rebukes for me, feel free to do so. Uh, I don't mind being rebuked at all. Um, I can be sharpened by it and learn by it. So uh, feel free to comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your suggestions on how we can continue to combat uh, the false doctrines and false gospels that are infiltrating our churches day by day. So thanks for listening, guys. And if uh, you have been born again today, if you've become a believer for the first time, please let me know. I'd love to follow up with you. If uh, you just have comments, questions, concerns, uh, put them down there in that comment box. 
So thanks for listening, guys. Love y'all, and uh, have a great weekend. God bless.